Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Chat with Ryan Frank. Thank you for being here. If you're watching this today on Facebook, which a lot of you are catching this on Facebook or the podcast, YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We are joined by Vladimir Propnevsky. How did I do on that? You did great. Better than what I can say. I think, man, I need to learn. I need to take lessons from you. I guess. Vladimir, what now? How do you get a name like Propnevsky? You have to be born somewhere special for that. I I know, right? I feel sorry for my wife. She had to inherit that name last night. Oh, my word. But I gave my kids. really simple names ashton and elliot i figured they already have a complicated last name so i'll simplify the process so we'll, we'll make it as easy as we can right. on our first names yes uh thank you for being with us vladimir well, um, thank you for having me yeah children's community thanks for tuning in we're, we're in for a treat uh today we're gonna hear vladimir's story it's a really inspiring story so many of you uh in your families and in your church you are packing shoe boxes for uh, to partner with the ministry of Operation Christmas Child, Samaritan's Purse. And I want you to hear a story today about someone who was impacted by one of those shoeboxes. And I want to just encourage you and remind you today that what you are doing with Operation Christmas Child is making a difference. And if you aren't packing shoeboxes, you really need to be because it's making a big, big difference. So Vladimir, talk to us about your childhood. I know a little bit because I've read up on you. I've studied up. Um, but tell everybody about what it was like growing up as a kid. Right. So I come from Kiev, Ukraine, come from a family of nine children. And, uh, my father was an underground minister in Kiev, Ukraine. He, uh, really? missed his life preaching the gospel in the streets of Kiev at the time when it wasn't popular or allowed. And, uh, because my father was a believer living in a communist country, he was hindered from advancing our society. You know, everything was owned by the state. He couldn't just uh, open or open his own business. So he had to go with the flow. And every time he was captured and written up, it greatly affected his face. So it got to the point to where we had to take turns to go outside to play because we didn't have enough shoes for everybody. Really? We also had to share toothbrushes. That was a humbling experience. I would brush my teeth, give my toothbrush to my mom, and she would wash it with hot water and soap, and then she would pass it on to somebody else. And uh, we didn't have access to a lot of toys, especially new toys, but it didn't stop us from being creative. We would uh, find Coca-Cola caps. This is actually pretty cool what we did. And we would flip them, yeah. do a little hole through the middle, find a little match to put through and some strings, and we made yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps. Now, we didn't stop there. We'd, we'd also take the, uh, the little ring that was, uh, you know, the old school Coca-Cola bottles. If you take the cap off, there's another plastic ring that's attached to the cap. And if you remove that ring yeah. and invert it, it had little plastic teeth. And so we would slide them on the ends of Coca-Cola caps. And so our, our yo-yos had spikes. And so it was it would cut through paper, <laughs> through grass. It's pretty cool. And we were like seven years old making these things. And we would also play with our shoes, pretending they were cars. Some days there were airplanes, boats. We used our imagination. And, uh, and we also, there's another thing we did was pretty cool. We would find a piece of paper and we'd uh, draw roads on a piece of paper. And on a separate piece of paper, we would, uh, draw cars that were proportional to the roads and we would cut them out and then we would drive on top of those roads it was like google map birds i've used pretty sweet yeah and as for food we pretty much grew up on rice and potatoes which i often jokingly say that we were vegetarians before it was even cool and we grew up <laughs> yep. in a tiny three-bedroom apartment with barely any heating cooling we didn't have a washer and a dryer so my mom she had to do all the laundry by hand and 
because mm-hmm. of the amount of laundry that mom had to do. Her skin would often crack and bleed. And mom, she's just amazing. She would stay up all night. Just like us, she was very resourceful. She would make socks and underwear for us out of just mm-hmm. old clothes that had holes in them. So mm-hmm. very creative. But so in the middle of that, that's when we were invited to come to a Christmas celebration. So we were poor on the inside uh, and uh, persecuted on the outside, but we received this yeah. invitation to come to a Christmas celebration. We were told to get a gift. And I was so yeah. excited because I never had a gift before. It was my first yeah. Christmas gift. Really? And just to get to that place, Ryan, we had to hop on the bus and then on the tram in the middle of cold Ukrainian winter. And we were lightly dressed because we couldn't afford winter clothes. And so we were kind of cold, but it didn't matter because I was just so excited to finally get there. And when I pulled up to this place, what was so cool is that I was walking in at the same time with a girl that I recognized from my class, but I was very surprised to see this girl there because I knew that this girl was not a believer. And for some reason, I assumed that this place was only for Christians. Mm-hmm. But to my surprise, this place was filled with all kinds of people from all walks of life. And when we walked into this place, it's like we transitioned from this black and white Ukrainian winter to a colorful room of joy and laughter. There was so much happy music, beautiful, welcoming smiles. But most importantly, though, they they presented the gospel to us in so many different and unique ways through singing, dancing, cartoons, movies, animations, flannel boards. It's like it's like the gospel came alive. And and at the very end, that's when we received the beautiful and colorful shoeboxes. And I can go in great detail talking about that. If you want me to continue, I'd love to. So so how old were you? You're maybe five, six. Are you a little older than that? I was nine years old and I received a shoebox. Nine. Okay, And. It's funny. Yeah. So tell us about this shoebox. So you, you literally, you're nine years old and you literally don't know that you've ever received a gift, Christmas no, gift before not, that. Not like that. Not anything that special and that huge. I mean, when I received my shoebox, it was one of those old school, actual shoeboxes. Yeah. It was wrapped in the Christmas wrapping and there was so much color and personality just to the box itself. Like I just remember thinking, I don't want to ruin this box. It's, it's a gift in itself. And when I opened the box, that's when I was just like blown away from everything in the box. Everything was new. Uh, to this day, when I hear the sound of wrapping paper, it just brings me back. Like when you go through a toys aisle and you play with the wrapping paper, like some, some new yeah. toys, it immediately takes me back to that shoebox because it was that special. And everything uh, smell, had such a certain smell to it. So just a, co- a lot of colors and everything's new and it's all jumping at you. There's a lot to process. But I had my own yo-yo. I didn't have to make yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps anymore. And my yo-yo was like our, the best yo-yo in the world. It was so colorful, so huge. And I also had my own uh, toothbrush. I didn't have to share a toothbrush with anybody anymore. And my toothbrush nice. was like a, a rock star toothbrush. It had so much personality, so much color to it. That's no, awesome. No one in my city had anything like it. I, yep. also, I also had these uh, Hot Wheel cars that were... Uh, again so colorful and uh, growing up I had to play with my shoes so for me it was very special because I didn't have to play mm-hmm. with my shoes pretending they were cars mm-hmm. and uh, everybody always well I had also had school supplies and we that's something that we didn't have enough of and oftentimes I went to school without school supplies and uh, my, my teacher she uh, she did not like that at all and I was too embarrassed to tell her that we couldn't afford it so instead I told her that I forgot at home. I forgot my school supplies at home. And she would ridicule me in front of the whole class. Me and my twin brother, she would make us get up and we would have to walk around and ask for a pen and paper. But now I had my own school supplies and my school supplies were from another country. They were so special, so colorful. Mm. No one had anything like that. Mm. And I also had this uh, bar of soap, which was like the whitest white I've ever seen. So squeaky clean, so slick, so smooth. (laughs) 
It smelled so good. It had like a print of the dove on top. It sanctified my whole box. I call it my Holy Spirit in a box. Because Holy so Spirit special. in a box. <laughs> and again, to this day, when I when I walk through like the detergent aisle, it takes me back to my box because his whole box <laughs> smelled like that. So, yeah. But but Ryan, everybody always wants to know like, what's the one thing out of the shoe box that you enjoy most? And for a lot mm -hmm. of people, it's different things. Like for example, for my sister Nadia, she also received a shoe box, and for her, it was a Barbie. And in our neighborhood, there was only one girl that had a Barbie. And um, she was not allowed to take this Barbie outside because it was like a luxury item. And yeah, her mom wouldn't was afraid that it would get stolen or lost. And so what this girl did was was pretty cool. She would <laughs> get on the balcony, and she would show this Barbie to all the little girls in the neighborhood. But it was like a sad scene from Romeo and Juliet. They're all just looking up and it's just <laughs> this little Barbie. And so when my sister Mm. received her barbie she made sure to arrange sleepovers for all the little girls in the neighborhood That's crazy. so to this day when we moved in 2000 we gave this barbie to somebody else and so 20 years later this barbie we, we she um she went back and or she called the people and she tried to figure out where the barbie went and so come mm -hmm. to find out that that family gave it to another family really that family gave it to another family so Man, 20 years crazy. later this barbie is still blessing somebody somewhere so your gifts go further than you think and to bless more people than you think and so all that to say that my favorite item was uh, was dental floss. And the reason why it was so memorable for me is because I, I, I looked at thinking it was candy. And I remember judging you guys just a little bit. I remember thinking, what kind of crazy candy is this? Like it was minty. I remember thinking, well, it's not terrible. It has a decent texture to it. And so, uh, so, so whose idea was it? To, we're in a pack of shoebox full of fun stuff for kids and we're going to include dental. Floss. Right. <laughs> but right? it was it was the most memorable thing in the box. I mean, I thought it was some unique American candy. And uh -huh. but, and, the, and the guy, you know, there was a guy who came over trying to explain to me in his broken Russian. He was observed me the whole time. And, and he kind of went like this to to tell me that this is not what you think it is. And what I got out of it, it was that I thought it was some kind of like tooth toothbrush substitute, which confused me even more. I was mm -hmm. fine with it being some random American candy. But anyway, so when you pack this year, make sure to throw one of these things in too. Just oh, to, kids will love it. Just to confuse a child too. It's good for him. Bill's character. So Vladimir, how do you go from being a, a kid um, in this big family, you receive a shoebox, to now you are speaking on behalf of Operation Christmas Child, encouraging people um, in, in what they're doing and why they're doing it. How, how, what connected you with Operation Christmas Child here in the U.S.? Yeah, so I moved to the United States in 2000. You know, when I received those shoeboxes, it, it, mm -hmm. left a, it left a mark on, on my heart. You know, it's, why would somebody pack a shoebox with no strings attached? The only thing that had strings was, was the dental floss. Yeah. Right? But with no strings attached unconditionally, that would, why would a stranger spend money, time, give me a gift and not expect anything in return? They'd probably never even meet, meet me. And so for years, that kind of like bogged me in a way, like, why would people do that? You know? Mm -hmm. And so when I moved to the United States, I drove by some ch few churches where I saw the logos of Operation yeah. Christmas Child. And I thought, oh, it's just that time of the year. They're probably getting shoe boxes. Like I thought Americans are receiving shoe boxes. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, I thought it was like a Boy Scouts really? America where you get yeah. you become Eagle Scout. And so I thought you get a shoe box and a Bible, like, oh, that's, I, I got that too in my yeah. country. And so years later, I, um, I applied for a job at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association as a web designer and developer. And they flew me in for an interview. And if you know anything about Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, you meet everybody in the room. I mean, you, they take you for, through all. It's, it's very intimidating. Yes. <laughs> but during one of the interviews, I happened to mention that I received a shoebox. And somehow I knew that it was connected with Billy Graham. I just now understand that Samaritan's Purse is a sister organization of Billy Graham Evangelistic mm -hmm. Association. 
And, uh, but I didn't know it back then. I just knew that it had some kind of connection. And so I just happened to mention it. And uh, they were like, you received a shoebox? I'm like, yeah, I received a shoebox. So needless to say, I got the job. I certainly hope shoebox is not why I got the job. But if I did, if it did help me, then it's a, sho- it's a gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. So you have the opportunity to, to speak online like this. And, and I assume prior to COVID, you would speak in groups at times and just share your story. Yes, in the last four years, uh, I've had an opportunity to speak at all kinds of churches, and and it's what I love most about it is that I get to meet volunteers to pack these shoeboxes. Because to for me, remember that question that I I had when I received a shoebox, like why would somebody take their time and money to do something so unconditional? It doesn't make any sense because in my country, when somebody gives you a gift, they expect something in return. It's always conditional. Yeah. Why would somebody yeah. do that? And so in the last four years. If my mission was to meet as many volunteers as possible, people that pack shoeboxes. So the other side of the shoebox and hear their stories. And it's just, it, it's, it was beautiful to hear the stories, how people got connected with this ministry and, and how, um, how uh, generous they are with their time and their money. And that's what moves my heart. Generosity is contagious. You know, I always say, you want to show love to my kids yes. or to me, show love to my kids, because that's how you get through to my heart, through my kids. That's right. And that's exactly right. what happens. And not only that, Ryan, but kids also get to hear the gospel because that's what's without the gospel is just be a gift, but it comes mm-hmm. with the gospel. And there's even more to that. Kids get to go through a 12 lesson discipleship program where they learn. So it's discipleship, multiplication right. and evangelism, all three in one. And it's huge. And if you think about it, you know, children are the next out of the next generation. And what a, an amazing ministry that goes after the future. Yeah, and I did, that's something, uh, Vladimir, that Beth and I went on a trip with Operation Christmas Child earlier this year to oh, wow. um, Peru, South America, to see kids get their gifts, which was a really, real Andrew Hine, our friend, was on that trip with us. Um, it was so neat to see, to, of course, to see these kids receive their gifts and open them. But I think one thing that Beth and I didn't realize was what a tool this is for pastors um, to really do outreach to their community. And it's while that gospel is given with that shoebox, very clearly, as you said, Vladimir, I didn't realize that it's followed up with this whole discipleship study and program for these kids where they are coming back to the church and engaged in a discipleship program. It's really a great tool. Um, and it's Absolutely. neat. It's neat what the Lord does with that one shoebox. It has a huge ripple effect beyond the shoebox. And because of these shoeboxes, thousands of churches have been planted. That's you know, I'm it. just I'm just one of 178 million children that received the shoebox since 1993. And, you know, we That's go crazy. to over 160 countries and territories. And it, the impact is amazing. It, it's one shoebox, you know, if you think about it, probably touches seven people on average. Because of the, one person shares the gospel with seven of their friends and it has a ripple effect like you wouldn't believe and that's why i'm so on fire about this because once i understood and zoomed out uh, to see the whole picture because i went to a a connect conference with operation christmas child that very first year that i signed up for it and i sat through the presentation how they go to the most unreached parts of the world the darkest parts of the world how intentional it is like you said it's the tool for the gospel and Mm. once i zoomed out got to see the picture like wow this isn't just about gifts for the children which is awesome but they get more than just a gift they get a physical gift and a spiritual you know eternity that's it and and that's awesome because they get to 
you have a physical and eternal. And to me, once once you connect, once I connected the dots and got to see the whole picture, I was just like, you know what? Send me anywhere. I'll share my story. If if me sharing my story will encourage people to pack more shoeboxes, which in turn will have more gospel opportunities, then sign me up. You know, exactly. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's about. Well, Adamir, wrap us up. Would you just share a word of encouragement for to the children's pastors, youth pastors that are watching, listening to this today or, or sometime later this week? Um, what do you want to say to them? Just one closing word of encouragement as we yeah, wrap up. I, uh, by the way, my parents are both still alive, but my mom, she, uh, she did something powerful, something beautiful when we were because she was heavily criticized for having such a large family. Mm-hmm. And they would say that her kids, they would complain. They would say things like, what, what are you doing raising such a large family? They'll probably grow up and be criminals. You can't provide for them. And my mm-hmm. mom, what she did was powerful. She would take her hands and uh, she would put her hands on her belly with, with each pregnancy on, on the womb. And she would speak life over us. She would calendar the, what was spoken over us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now when I pray over these shoeboxes, I do the same thing. I, I literally pick up my shoebox, put it in my belly, and I pray over these shoeboxes because the, this, these are not just shoeboxes. These are children. They get to uh, experience the shoebox, but at the same time, like we were talking earlier, you get to hear the gospel. It's like a box full of love. And when you show love to people, you show God to people. When people experience love, they experience God. And once you experience the God's unconditional love, you will not walk away unchanged. And that's what it's all about. If I had to narrow it down to just one thing, it's you're showing love to people. And God is love. God is light. These boxes, they're like light. They go to the most darkest point uh, parts of the world. And what happens to darkness when light comes in? All the darkness has to go. You can't turn darkness on light. just doesn't work that way. Yep. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's a great visual for, for everyone who's uh, on the fence. But I think uh, pack as many boxes as you can. But most importantly, pray for these boxes because mm-hmm. prayer is what seals the deal. It's what carries these boxes. And leave it up to God for, for delivering this box to the right person and we'll bless them. That's right. Vladimir, thank you. The website, SamaritansPurse.org, SamaritansPurse.org. Um, pack a shoebox. Get your kids doing it. Get the kids in your ministry doing it. Vladimir, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, thank you. All of my friends at Samaritans Purse speak so highly of you, and now I know why. Uh, <laughs> well, you're great. It. Thank you. And you, you got a good sense of humor, too. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And I do want to remind that the National Collection Week is going on right now. It's the uh, yes. 16th through the 23rd. And you can go to samaritanspurse.org slash OCC and find nearest location uh, closest to your house. We have over 4,000 locations across the country. Good call. Just put in your zip code and it'll pop up. And just want to say a huge thank you to you for having me. This was a, this was a lot of fun. appreciate it. Vladimir, thank you. Kidman community, thanks for tuning in to today's coffee chat. Um, hey, if you've enjoyed this, share it with somebody. Ask them to listen in. And we will be back tomorrow at the same time. Hope to see you tomorrow. Thanks again, Vladimir. Thank you. God bless. This episode of the Ryan Frank Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.